Baltimore Twitchy Boy right back with another episode of Cultural Influence. I got my boy Willie Finesse. Man, man. This has been a long time coming, man. And this is kind of sort of a TikTok collab. You know, this man is a one of the founding fathers of wrestling figure TikTok, I believe. And so yeah, man, the father. The founding father. The father. Oh, uh, Willie, man, tell me how you how are you, man? Dude, I'm good, man. Just uh been down here visiting family. Now I'm kicking it with my best friend. Oh, okay. Just chilling. Just chilling. All right, I got you. I got you. So, man, uh, one of the things that in, I think, how did we meet? We had met on Axel's, one of Axel's uh, podcasts, right? Right. For WrestleMania. That was last year, wasn't it, man? So, Almost man, two dude, years ago. I know, when you think about it, bro. Yeah, because I mean, I was relatively new to TikTok around that time. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, man. So, uh, how'd, the, how'd the whole TikTok like wave start with the figs? Was you on TikTok first with your indie wrestling, or was it just. Your uh, was it your figs, your figures? It was um, a little bit before the pandemic. It was actually I was on Instagram first, and rest in peace, my guy. That's why I like you. I don't know if you remember my profile picture for the longest was Dustin Ryder. It was a picture of my uh, my dude on TikTok, you know. But he uh, he uh, we was on Instagram live, and I had a whole bunch of people on there, and he was just on live with me as a guest, like we doing now. And he was like, uh, bro you got all these wrestling figures and all this stuff. He's like, Hey, why don't you take the wrestling figures and make customs of the people and make your own like little wrestling company and start learning how to do stop motions and stuff like that. I was like, Hmm. So I went to TikTok and I started, I was like, shoot, what are they like? Everything I seen on TikTok was, you know what I'm saying? I was already doing wrestling. Everybody knew me from wrestling. You know, my first ever TikTok video I ever did got like 16 million views on it on my old account. First video I've ever dropped. Got 16 what? million okay. views, and I was like, "Yeah, it's my my first page is lit for real." But uh, all right, all right. Then he uh he told me to do that, and I was like, "Hmm." And he's always like, I met him through like uh, Facebook, a wrestling group and stuff. So he, I was like, "Man, you know what? I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna start posting my figures." So I started posting my figures, and the more I did, the more my following got, the more bigger everything got. Then I started taking the uh, kids and like actual content creators on TikTok. And I started and making actual up. custom figures of them. And I started doing my own show, WFE, Willie Finesse Entertainment. I started doing actual wrestling with the figs. And that start, stuff started taking off. And then, like, uh, that like that kind of sparked the whole wave that for all the other kids, like, all the kids to be like, oh, I can play with my, you know, figs. On. So I made the whole community. Like, I'm not saying I was the first, might have been the first person ever. I'm the one who made the community. I'm the one who made it, like, Nah, you started in playing with me. What? I'm the first nigga to, to do all type of shit. <laughs> Let them know. Oh, you feel me? I did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what I did. You feel me? I started, you know, that little way for, you know, everybody to be able to, even for the grown folk that you see now, I feel like I was, I call, you know, in a way, and I'm like, I was like the Jesus Christ of it because I had to, <laughs> I had to be the, no, but this is in like in a negative way because I had to take the, I had to take the, all the, you know, when a video of mine is going viral of a grown man, 35-year-old man with some wrestling figures, I had to take all the, oh, man, he's you are too old to be playing with dolls and this and that. Like, and I showed them, oh, you going to talk? Let me show you. I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to earn y'all out with it, and, and I'm going to get paid <laughs> off this. I'm going to get paid off making these wrestling videos, and that's what happened. Like, and I showed it for these kids, you know what I'm saying, that, hey, no matter what nobody tell you, man, you do what you do. And you're oh, gonna yeah. see that if you do what you love, if you really, you know, put in the work to do what you love. And then, you know, now we're here. 
Yeah, because I mean, wrestling figure TikTok. I mean, dude, I've been seeing so many wrestling figures on TikTok, like where they mm-hmm. got entrance ramps, and I mean, like it's mm-hmm. it's a serious deal, man. So like, it, yeah. literally, it literally takes one person to just say, you know what, this is who I am. I I love it, and you know, before you know it, it just becomes what it is, you know. Facts. And it's the same logic with me and wrestling. I mean, because like I had a, I was of course, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. That's why we're all here and stuff. And like in high school, you know, I. I was, I'd say I was one of the first people in high school to make it cool, you know, because, like, kids would be, you know, everyone would pick on you and stuff, but, you know, I yep. got the gift of gab. I can talk shit in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going to Oklahoma Centennial, one of the most hooded schools in Oklahoma City, it's just one of those deals where it's like, man, you just got to make it cool. And before you know it, other people started coming up and saying, man, I like wrestling and all of that stuff. Well, they got to the point where I had, like, a little exclusive wrestling club at, uh, at in high school. And now I'm in college. I'm getting ready to graduate. And, like, I still got to, you know, I made a little wrestling group at um in college. Like, I remember when I lived in the dorms, we had had, uh, you know, small wrestling group in the uh, in the hall. And, like, we would just, and I would just stream Monday Night Raw on the projector. And, you know, I'd have probably about 20, you know, 10 every now and then. It wasn't nothing spectacular, but I mean, hey, it's just, it's a dream. That was good for then. And you know what's crazy? You were like, we relate so easy, bro. Because when I was in school, bro, my best friend's right here, he'll tell you. I was literally the wrestling guy. You wouldn't know nothing else about wrestling unless it was me, unless it came from me. And I used to hear the, you watch men in tights. You know, my best friend, he always supported that shit. But he always supported me, for real. But everybody, I he know I used to hear that shit. The men in tights and that. But now to this day, bro, them same people that used to say them jokes, they got to bring their kids to come watch me, bro. I swear to God. I swear to God. Them same niggas that was doing that, like, we like I used to bring my belts to school, bro. I never stopped that trend. I didn't care what it was, bro. Hey, bro, he'll tell you. I used to bring my like to school, man. nigga. I was like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even when in my older days, when I you know did my thing and I you know went to jail, which I'm not glorifying that. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. go in. I would walk into jail, and I'm not trying to be tough. I'm I'm not, but I'm just telling the, what the facts is. Hey, while I'm in here, when wrestling's on, I'm watching it, and that's, and that's just what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, bro. Oh, my mama, bro. That's that's cool. That's man. how much I love that shit. But uh, you had talked about, you know, you you're they're bringing their kids to come see you. So one of the things I want to talk about is my you're an indie wrestler, man. So that's actually like what that's super awesome, dude. So like, what are some of the ins and outs of being a pro wrestler? Like, how often do you wrestle and stuff? All right. Well, uh, recently because of COVID, like I, I caught COVID twice during the this whole pandemic thing. You know, it's finally a little over now, but I caught it twice, and I literally almost died twice. Woo, that's why I I, that's twice. why I, that's why i was always going like if you ever seen that i was going like on like a two-week thing you did like damn i wonder what really has been on tiktok i said it was that like because because it happened to me twice literally almost died twice so Ooh. i was like man listen i ain't doing this again so i waited till all this stuff was over now you know what I'm saying then I, I came back to where i started i went to wwa a few times and i you know i posted that on tiktok but now we're doing the thing for top dollar on july 3rd in orlando florida you feel top me? dog uh, from here, yes sir yes oh, sir okay. uh they the, the hit makers they taking on uh chris bay and i want to say leon ruff in the main event and all that type stuff yeah and then i'm gonna go down there be willie finesse whoop everybody's ass in the battle royal everybody's Handle ass, everybody's ass. but the ins and outs i'll tell you some of them because i think wrestlers be scared to say this and i'm i'm honest i like to be completely honest about it because i love this shit but i'm still going to be completely honest Mm-hmm. The good thing about wrestling, the great thing about it is like the for me is what it does for other people. Like 
I've never, like, I never would have thought, or I did thought, let me quit lying. I did, I knew I was going to be this, but I never would have dreamed of of really being as what it was. Like, it was more than what I've ever expected. Like, from the first time, and people can go look this up. If anybody that watches, you look this up so so it's not coming off as I'm being cocky or if I'm being, I'm just telling y'all the honest facts. From the first day I've ever started wrestling, anywhere that I've been, I've been the biggest star there. And that's just the fact of it. I've got the biggest pop, no matter who showed up, no matter if it was Boogeyman, Sandman, Just Incredible. I can name, I can keep naming them all from Matt Hardy. Like, you name them all. So you've been on shows with those guys? Yeah, yeah, it's on fact. And I've, every time, I've always got the biggest reaction. From my debut match, and and, and when I've been here, I've always got the biggest booze. I've always been the, for some reason, God, I'm telling you, I was meant to do this. (laughs) And I knew this. I was, just like you said, you was talking to, talking to facts to people. When, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to get – I've had that. And, and, and you're just like me because I can tell, bro, like you're one of those approachable type people. If you oh, was man. somewhere in Walmart, random people would just – I can tell. Random people would just come up to you and just want to talk to you. I know yes. you're like that. Yes. I know. See, I, see, I can call My girlfriend hates it. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I know. And and that's the good thing about wrestling. Like I've reached so many kids. Like there are so many kids. Like there are so many people that think that – no matter like the person that I've used to be, and I used to be the most shittiest person on this planet, bro. When you like I'm having a bad day or when you like, and I know you can relate to this even just by watching it because anybody that truly loves wrestling should feel this way. Anytime I'm in the type of mood, it's wrestling. It's wrestling that always knows how to make that feel better from the time that my parents got divorced and nothing else can make me feel better. The only thing that had, that I had was wrestling. So it's like that escape. Every time I wrestle, I never feel like, damn, ooh, I want to, like, it takes all my stress away, bro. Like, literally, every piece of stress. But the cons is the people in the back that's going to hate on you because you might be, you might talk better than them, that you get a better reception than them, that you, that you're on a bigger level than them when it comes to wrestling. You, they're like, you have to deal with that, and especially you got to deal with that being a black man in wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. So is the politics really, because, I mean, the only time you really hear of politics is, on the dirt sheets, and of course it's in WWE, and of course with WWE and the AEWs, those big wrestling promotions, of course you're going to be likely to have backstage politics. So it's just as big, if not worse, in, in the, on the indie, yes. in the indie circuit. Yes. Listen, the reason why I still got this title, I would have been, I would have been lost my little almost two and a half year undefeated streak reign. I would have been lost if I'd have been put somebody else over for this title. But the last place that uh they wanted me you remember i I had i got the two titles right you seen that right yeah 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 yeah. well i still have those well they wanted me to be the double world champion instead of just the world champion and a continental so i was going so the dude took 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 me out the dude that owns this company took me out and my daughter everything took us out to dinner with the other dudes Rashad, and he was like listen this is what i want you to do i need you to come up with a way that you can lose this one title right here, and then you can win this other one. I said, well, then look, watch. he asked me. I didn't say, like, I didn't go to him and say, look, I need to win this match because I'm Willie. I have TikTok and follow. I didn't say none of that. You know All what I'm right, saying? Thank you. Hold he, on came to, <laughs> he came to me. He came to me. So I was like, listen, this is what I'll do. Since I'm in a stable with me and my dude, and I'm already beefing with the other, I know you see me step, uh, mocking dude stepping on him on the, when I turned heel. I know yes. you've seen that. Video. Yeah, you just get that everybody dude, mad. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to pretend that I was going to give the title to the dude in my stable. So then 
I was going to get cut off by the little GM guy. And he was going to, instead of doing that, I was going to cash, I'm cashing in my title to fight for the world title in that same night. So I was going to be the first ever double champion, double champion twice in the same night. So the day we get to the show, the dude that did, the dude that was supposed to lose the title didn't want to lose the title. He agreed to it up until the day. So the owner comes in there and he said, well, listen, he said he's not dropping the title, so I don't know what to do. He said, and if none of my wrestlers here, if they don't want to lose, then I'm not going to make them lose. Are you for, oh, my God. So you know what I did, bro? What'd you do? I said, hey, bro, give me my money. I need my pay. I need my boy's <laughs> pay. And my, and my boy who didn't come, I need his pay, too, and I'm going to take that, too. He gave me my money. I took the titles and I left, and I didn't go, and I never, and, and I never went back. Wow, man. I didn't know it, it, I didn't know it's that difficult backstage. Because I mean, a yeah. few I can name. A, I've probably been to three indie shows, you know, around here and stuff like that, and they just seem easy. Like people like that seem just to enjoy being out and stuff like that. I didn't know it's like that. Gotta leave. Yeah, but one of the uh, positives that you had said earlier was like it's kind of like an escape. And my older brother, we we had talked about it. He said wrestling is an escape. And so one of the reasons why I connected with your saying that is because I mean, you look at Monday Night Raw. Like I don't know if it's if it's the irony or if it's just the destiny. Like how is Raw falling on a Monday? Because you know Monday is literally the beginning of the work week. And like right. that's one thing that I that I'm you know very appreciative for is because like it's an escape right you know Monday it's either the beginning of from in my case it's the beginning of the school week and the work week for me so it's just kind of like when when seven o'clock hit I can just literally escape all of that and pretty much be prepared you know what I'm saying like it's been a part of my ritual for so long my weekly ritual that it just kind of takes me away from that and that's one positive thing that I think wrestling has done for me but there and I'm seeing that one of the positives that I'm seeing that it kind of gives from you is because it's kind of giving you a meaning and, and a purpose to be um, an idol amongst others and stuff like that. So yeah. is there any, like growing up watching it, was it, what was the, what was the positive that it did for you as a, as a kid, as a teenager? That's what it, like, I seen my dad, I'll, I'll make this long story short. Cause I know you, you know, your, your podcast is like 30 minutes. So I'm trying to make this a short. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, when I was a kid, I seen my, uh, I seen my dad cheat on my mom on a Sunday. I told on him, at like when he went to work at the jail, he went, used to go to work at midnight. And I told on him on Sunday night, I went to school on Monday. He came to our school, you know, he, he told us they was getting a divorce and they like fucked me up. They like fucked my whole life up. It fucked me up for a long time until like these last five years, or you know what I'm saying, as I've mm-hmm. said, but mm-hmm. it literally fucked me up and nothing has ever like replaced that except wrestling. And my daughter, my daughter in wrestling, but wrestling was the one thing I had even as a kid till now they like kept me from being like, okay, like there's mm-hmm. something that there's, there's hope for you young guy. And I've, and I've been great at everything I've done, but it was always wrestling. I'll say that too. I mean, like we kind of come from the same background that, you know, my parents split when I was seven. And so like, you know, it was just, you know, I, I'm, I was too young to really just understand what was going on. But all I know is my daddy's not here. I'm with my mom a, a good chunk of the time. So like wrestling, you know, in 2007, for me, that was by far one of the greatest eras. It was the ruthless aggression. And like, I mean, wrestling was amazing back then. And especially to me as a kid at the time. So like, I can, I can kind of see, you know, that being, you know, you know, kind of excluding you from everything on all of that. Man. So kudos to that. And um, one other thing that I want to talk about with you is like, you had talked about a chair shot, man. And so like, let's get down to the name. Um, one of the secrets that I heard about wrestling that they do with the chair shot is the hinges, they take them off, right? 
and then they'll hit you. So, like, is that the case on the indie circuit, or they literally just get a phone chair that a fan sitting on and just boom, and just go to work with it? Like, <laughs> they get a folding chair that a fan is sitting on and go to work with it. Where oh. I, I, anywhere that I've ever been, the only thing that I've ever seen tampered with this is is certain type of tables mm-hmm. for like when they using barbed wire and stuff like that. Which I'm not doing none of that, but <laughs> not doing none of that. So you ain't going through like a table of fire and then like that? No, I'll go through a table, but not a table of fire. Okay, so like, how does that work? So do they um, offer, I mean, like, if you're doing crazy spots like that, do they offer the, do they raise the pay a little bit on some shows? Or is it just kind of like, hey, if that's your brand, you just go and push it? Bro, I'm going to tell you the truth, what these people don't want to tell y'all. Most of these these indie wrestlers that y'all see it on TikTok, they, they, they'll get on here and, you know what I'm saying, they'll get on here and lie for the, you know, to feel big dog, to feel big nuts. But of the course. Truth is, they're probably doing all that shit for $10. They're probably doing all that shit for maybe 40 A lot of them doing this shit for maybe 40 or less. Some of them, a lot of them doing it for free. No. Yeah. And the indie wrestling really doesn't pay well unless you make a, na- a real name for yourself. And that's, that's it. That's it. So let's go ahead and switch gears, man. Uh, now, Willie, another reason why I like, you know, some of your TikToks and stuff like that is you, you say it how it is. And, like, I'm a right. guy, I don't really like to get involved in the toxic stuff, man. But you would think for a wrestling fan, as exclusive as, I mean, for a wrestling group or a group of so exclusive as we are, you know, we, sh- we should bond together. Because, you know, it ain't that many of us out there, you know, and we, we, we all got the same passion, which is wrestling. But we're not. That's, that's matter of fact, the opposite. And so rest, right. the wrestling fan base is super toxic, man. And so, like... What is your thoughts on that? Like, why do you think the wrestling fan base is just so toxic? Because 95% of them, and you're excluded, you're in the 5% with me. (laughs) Uh You're in the 5% with me. But the rest of them 95, bro, I call it how I see it, bro. They all, they they all are like fickle fans, literally. Because, because listen, because they will literally, they will literally jump on something just because it's the hot topic of the day. They will get on here and say, I support Sasha and Naomi, but then never make another video about them because you know what? Cody just tore his pecs, and now that's the new thing. See, that's the new thing that we got to talk about. See, that that is really that. Instead of being wrestling fans, they want to be these wrestling critics. They want to be the first person to be Dave Meltzer. Instead of having fun and loving wrestling and being like you and starting out, that's how I started watching you. You was doing like the little interest stuff and all. I was like, man, yes, this is, this is type of stuff I want to see. You wasn't out here being, and I think that's why we connect because whether we, sometimes I know I probably say stuff that you might not agree with, but you know what the difference is? I don't act like the same TikToker. You don't act like the same average TikToker. You don't act like a copy and paste of, this, everybody wants to try to be, and this is no knock to him because he's the originator of not wrestling TikTok, but he's the originator of this style. But all them, they all want to be uh, my boy um, narcolepsy. narcolepsy. They all want to be narcolepsy. Every yeah. single one of them. There's too many narcolepsies and not enough mm-hmm. rays and not enough Willie Finesse. Just be yourselves. Oh, everybody yeah, wants sure. to be, and instead of them being like narcolepsy who just talks wrestling, 
gives his opinion and moves on. They want to talk wrestling, give their opinion, but then criticize each and every single thing. Like these AEW sexuals that comment everything oh about WWE. God. I don't watch the WWE, but I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize it every chance I get for the you know what I mean. And then when AEW does, does the exact same shit that WWE it, it, it's did, different. It's different. Oh, it's, it's different. Eye. It's oh, different. It's yeah. a different. I don't have a problem with people criticizing too much, but if it's getting to the point where you're just you're just content baiting you know what i'm saying like because like you at the end of the day like if i'm gonna be a content producer if i'm gonna be a content creator i want to i want to represent me i just don't want to be a person who just throw something out there to just be saying stuff you know what i'm saying i want to do that if i throw something out there i want to stand behind you know what i'm saying and like things and, and as we've seen with wrestling like you know media consumption is like that when that whole sasha and naomi stuff that bursted out on the scene it was literally the same night Whereas if it was in the 90s, things really wouldn't hit the scene to maybe a year later. That's if a guy want to say something about it. And like, and, and I think one of the reasons why, like, I'm still on this content creator journey. And one of the purposes that I want to do is to kind of inform audiences on, on how to watch wrestling, how to still have a, a, a critical eye, but still enjoy the content. Understand that there's a story to be told. Because you, one of the things that I think you even talked about it with the whole Becky and uh, Becky and Bianca situation. And you remember at SummerSlam where she mm -hmm. beat her in like literally seven seconds. I, I mean, like there, there was the side of me that said, man, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't just go out and just immediately go like, oh, man, this is horrible and stuff. She's but, buried and she's, she's her buried. career is done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kept, I, at that time, I had to embrace the entertainment side. Like, man, that's horrible. Becky, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, she's drawing heat. You know what I'm saying? And, if they, and, they, and WWE presented her as a heel. And I'm telling you, Willie, it was a good story to be told because I was at Dallas when Bianca won. And when I tell you, when she picked her up and threw her down for that KOD, that was by far one of the biggest pops that night. And that was the same night that Cody had debuted. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it didn't give – fans were so quick to shit on it that it was like, bro, it was a good – it was a buildup towards that moment. So you really just can't – like, being so quick to just throw opinions out, you're, you're, you're missing out on the whole thing that WWE's trying to tell people. Right. And that's what I said, bro. I went, I used to get booked in certain things. I used to be like, man, listen, when it used to happen, I was like, man, this is so dumb. Why am I getting booked like this? But then in the end, like when I look at it, I was like, man, that was some smart ass booking, man. Especially in WWE. I'm all, I'm open to criticism. Like, I mean, there's when wrestling's bad, it, it's bad. It's Everyone, bad. It's bad. You know what I'm saying? But that's the unique thing about wrestling. Wrestling can do wrestling can do a whole bunch of things. And then like you look at the whole broken, the broken hearties, the whole broken universe, how over as hell that was. You know, it was mm -hmm. bad, but it was, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think being a WWE writer is by far one of the most hardest and stressful jobs ever. Because like you you don't know what the fans are gonna like. And then you still gotta push this agenda of being different and stuff. Like it's I, that I, that's a job I would not want to do. And the fans are going to hate on every, it doesn't matter what happened. Do Are you open to fans being critical of wrestling? Yeah, but like, yeah, like I think, because because everybody, I think even me, like I like, I like, if I rap for somebody, I would be like, hey, what you think? Tell me the honest truth. Like, I, like anything needs criticism to be better. But I think some people overly do it. And then I think there's a lot of people who just, try to do it for clout they try to do it you know what i'm saying and that's and that's what starts this little segregation between you got to choose AEW, wwe you got to you know what i'm saying when people can't yeah. just enjoy art just whatever's good is good at the time like i just yeah. like i don't think AEW is, is the greatest thing like everybody else says but i just watched it last wednesday and thought the whole show was great 
You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't. Okay, like, and and I think with my approach with a with any wrestling promotion that I watch, like I I try to understand the meaning of of the brands. And I think a lot of people don't understand the approach that AEW is trying to take. And I think people want it to be the Monday Night Wars so bad. And and I and I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think AEW understands their demographic. WWE has a bigger demographic that they're trying to reach out. If you watch AEW, you can tell it's not catered to kids. WWE is catered to some kids. Like their segments when you have a when you have a 3-hour platform, you have to cater to kids. And so with me bringing that up is I just wanted to kind of just talk about like how do you think AEW possibly, do you think AEW can go mainstream? And do you think Tony Khan being at the helm of it all, do you think he's going to be just as much as he's their strength, is he their weakness? Um, I It's hard for me to like say that because like it, when I watch AEW and I've been watching it the whole three years they've been having it, it's like, it, like for real, it's gonna sound it's, bad. It's hard. I love it. No, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like WWE is like when you watch their product. When I watch it from me, and this is from a, a fan. This is from mm-hmm. a wrestler, and this is from a businessman side. When yeah. I look at WWE, that looks like the the Sprite, the Coca Cola. The you know what I'm <laughs> when you look at when I look at AEW, it's great too. It's uh, it, it's almost just as good as the other products, but it just got that special K feel to it. You know what I'm saying? That Mount Lightning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dr. Dr. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it, though. That's the thing. No. And, and exactly. And, and, you know, but if I said that on TikTok, if I would have oh, said that on TikTok, oh, my God. God. Can you imagine? Dude, man. That's, I what got... I, that's, the, that's the feel that I get from production-wise, how it looks, how... You know what I'm saying? It just like I feel like for AEW to go mainstream, I feel like they're going to have to like put someone like what you said, put some have Tony Khan surround him. You know, like Russell Westbrook surround him with guys that's going to make Regal. You got Regal there already, so I mean, yeah, yeah, he needs to. That's what he needs. He needs somebody telling him, "Hey, bro, you tripping on some of this stuff." You know what I mean? That's what he needs. Okay, I got you. All right, man, so we're going to go ahead and transition into the last segment. Um, I talked about the – did you see the script on the uh, game that we're going to play? Yeah, I remember. Okay, cool. Well, I remember so you showed me this, the script. Okay, cool. So it's called Say Something Positive About It because wrestling fans always got something negative to say. So, like, you know, I'm going to – I'm going to. it's going to be a – it's going to literally, like, it's going to build itself up. Like, I'm going to start with something bad, and then it's going to get worse, okay? Right. <laughs> so I need you to say two positive things about it. Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, custody of Dominic Mysterio ladder match. <laughs> the, the memories, the, okay. the memories, because okay. you know you'll never forget that. That's something that you'll never forget. And okay. you know, what I'm saying Dominic Mysterio, he's a WWE superstar now. Okay, okay, all right, good one, good one. The Ball Family on WWE Raw, June 26, 2017. Number one, it was hilarious. Okay, okay. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. LeVar <laughs> Ball's the GOAT. <laughs> LeVar, okay, I'm going to let you. LeVar Ball, they the GOATs, man, for real. Because I know you remember the little. <laughs> Vince McMahon's Kiss My Ass Club. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Two positive things about the Kiss My Ass Club. Mm-hmm. 
one, it gave us a, a, a more funnier side and showed us a funny, a different side of William Regal because he started being more comedic and stuff after that. Okay. And that okay. was a positive. And, and two, something positive about it, Vince got to, um, everybody got their payback because Vince had to kiss some ass too. Okay. All That's right. a positive. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's you're a positive. Right. All right. We got what we wanted. To see he was a, he, I hated Vince at that time. Katie Vick. The storyline oh, of Katie Vick. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, that's petty. I know, man. I had to, bro. I got to make this. Two good. positive things about the Katie Vick story? Yes, sir. Yes, man. We, we spread positivity, man. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you a whole minute just for this segment. <laughs> You got about 30 more seconds. All right. Katie Vick. One positive thing is, is it, it, it didn't last that long. And okay. another positive thing that the newer generation of kids will probably never have to worry about seeing that unless they are on TikTok. Oh, okay. Because oh. <laughs> God, because <laughs> that is the worst thing. Man, but thanks, man. It's awesome having you with you on the yeah. show, man. Yes, sir. I would love to have you back, man. So I'll just, you know, keep you updated. So, yes, sir. You know, I appreciate it. Guess that's about it. Anything else you want to say, man? Nah, man. Just make sure y'all go follow my guy on TikTok, man. Get them numbers up for my guy, man. Keep hey, them keep numbers that, up, man. And I, I keep doing your thing, bro, for real. Oh, man, thank you.